Welcome to My New BFF, a part of the Black Love Podcast Network. I am Cody Elaine Oliver, mama, wife, and co-creator of Black Love. And y'all won't believe who we get to talk to today. I'm super excited. She is a former model, actress, founder and curator of the wellness website Made, and a mama of two. Did I say wife? Also wifing it up. And we are going to get into all the things, but let's give it up for Denise Boss. Hey, hey. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Cody. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to like spill all the tea and get in with you this morning. It's very early, so thank you for being with me on this early morning. It's Monday early, morning. but we have kids, so this is what we do, you know? This is what we do, all the things. So, you know, I am who I am. So before we jump into like talking about life, love, and the pursuit of happiness, I want to know who has taught you the most about love in your life? Good, bad, but who has taught you the most? Ooh, this has layers. Mm -hmm. This has layers. I can't pick one person and I'm going to, I'll break it down as to why. I'll take it. I would say that my grandmother definitely has taught me how to love unconditionally Mm -hmm. and how to love your family and how to um, provide from a form of love, you know, and Mm -hmm. and without judgment and to always be there and to be the person you can come to with anything Mm -hmm. in the family and to love that way. And that would be her. And then very differently, my mom has taught me how to love myself and how to love it, my independence mm. and how to go out there in pursuit of my independence as a woman. And my husband really taught me about loving as a partner mm. and that true love is the struggle and challenges we face every day. And we have to overcome those things and we have to put in the work to prove that we love each other. And I think before that in past relationships, this idea of like, but I love him and I love her was just so surface. And and not to say that there weren't feelings involved. Of course there were, but there wasn't that deep level of love, meaning like we are in this and it sucks at times. Can I say that? Sorry. Yeah. My checker math. Um, It sucks (laughs) at times, but we love each other. So we're going to work on it. We're going to get over it. We're going to, it's going to happen again. And we're going to keep the, we're going to keep grinding at our marriage and, yeah. and our relationship and our love. And then I would say my kids taught me how to love time mm. and how to understand the preciousness of time. Yeah. Okay. And how to disclude those who were no longer, um, bringing value to the relationship I had with them because my time was so precious. Cause it was either like, it's either, you know, it's either the kids yeah. and my husband and my family or it's other things. Yeah. And that's the, and before it was like, I could have time for all the friends. And I'm the person who like gives 1000%. I'm the person you call when you're on the road stuck at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah. I'm the person you call when the baby's sick. And I'm like, you know, I'm the person right now while everybody in New York is suffering through this pandemic who's like, let me send you like dinner every day this right, week. Like, right. How can I make this easy? That's the type of friend that I am. And so my kids really made me understand that 
that type of love that I was giving is so precious because it is time away from my family. Yeah. So if that if I'm involved in relationships and friendships that where I'm not getting that back, then those people really shouldn't be a part of my life. So like I would say those are like the four biggest lessons of love and where they came from for me. But I think that love is constantly changing and your the way we love changes as we age because yeah. we have a deeper understanding of that love for ourselves and for other people. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That was a great answer. Um, I don't even know how I would answer if I asked myself that question. But I know that like you, I would have a lot of different places where love has has taught me something through someone, you know, in my life. Um, what's funny, too, is as you were talking about your kids and time, I learned that lesson, I think, very harshly with my first. Like before he was even born, I had a falling out with two friends that was so easy to sort of diagnose and and so easy to compartmentalize because it was like, oh, I have, like, it was before he was born, like, I'm talking about a month out. I have no time for this. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have the time, the energy, or the peace to give away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it's funny when you said it, I was like, I totally relate, but I was like, I haven't even thought about that in so long. Um, but it's real. It's very real. Okay. So let's get up in this. So first of all, I like to share, you know, my new BFF is always about me getting to know people beyond the persona, beyond what they're known for in the world. Um, but I love sort of saying where I know you from, right? So for me, it actually started with single ladies. Um, I was a big fan of single ladies. Yes. I know. What was that? Like 2014? That's like when it ate, when it started. Um, actually it was before, it was long before that. Why am I saying 2014? Cause I knew I met Tommy in 2013. It was before that. So 2013, 12, 12 and 12 and 13. Yes. They had a series. They had a season before me. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was like a full single lady and, um, I loved the show. And I remember when Stacey Dash left the show and I was like, how are they, what are they going to do? You know, what I mean? How are they going to, you know, make this magic happen again? Comes in Denise Vossi. And I'm oh. like, they did it. And I, and I, you know, would not be gassing you up like 14 years later. I truly was like, they did it both from a casting oh, standpoint, like you. you were just so fun to watch the story. They made it work and it was right back into like the fun of it. Um, and that was my introduction to you. And Instagram is a place where, you know, dark things happen, but also really beautiful things happen. And I protect my personal peace by only following people that I know or people that I really like, like, you know, or, you know, provide value to, to me, either from just like the way they live their life. And you are certainly one of those people. Thank you so much. Between you and your babies and starting made, I'm like, oh, I love it. I love seeing what you do every day. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. That means a lot to me. Um, single life, single ladies was such a pivotal point, um, in my life for so many reasons, because, um, I had made the transition into acting probably in 2008 or nine. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm one of those people who, even if I'm pursuing something uh, until I feel like I'm really doing it, it's very hard for me to call myself that or to admit that to people. So I, when I made the transition into acting, I was, you know, very successful in the in modeling mm-hmm. in the beauty market. And I felt very comfortable in that space. And I knew that this was what was next for me. 
Um, but as I pursued it, I never really talked about it. And my first television show was a soap opera, which, by the way, gave me the most incredible chops ever. And I was on TV every single day. And um, I was on All My Children. And I was getting paid to uh, to go to work, work and act. Yeah. Um, but there's this weird acting culture where it's like, oh, you're in a soap. So it's like, mm. oh, you're just doing yes. a soap opera. Yeah. And I was like, but you're still like home auditioning and I'm going to work every day yeah. getting a paycheck that, and I'm on TV. My grandmother sees me on TV. <laughs> so when single ladies came, it was kind of like, okay, here you go. Now yeah. I am an actor. I've arrived. I'm, you know, the lead of a primetime television series. Um, it was my first time going away as an actress to go live somewhere else mm-hmm. for a long mm-hmm. period of time, six months, you know, five, six months out of the year. Um, it was such a big deal. They made, it, you know, such a big deal when they brought somebody in yeah. to not replace Stacey, but to have another, another, you know, care, brought another character in. Mm-hmm. And it was right around the time I met my husband. Oh, yes. And we had, we had, we had just met. And um, he was supposed to go make, he's a uh, film director and a a commercial film director, and he was supposed to go make his first film then. Mm -hmm. And so when we met, I was like, oh, I can't get too serious about you because you're like off to like Romania to do this movie. And like, I kind of broke up with him. Not kind of, I did break up with him. (laughs) Wow. And then I spent a week at, I spent a week at home going, oh, but I miss him. (laughs) It was pretty funny. Because I wasn't, I'm, I was never that girl. Yeah. Um, That's how you know. That's how you know. I was the same. Mm -hmm. I know. I know my girls were like, Ooh, uh Oh, she got it. It finally caught her. <laughs> um, but then I was the one to go away. Mm-hmm. And then I went away and I expected this, like, like this sorority life, like, Oh my God, we're going to be three girls living in Atlanta. And like, <laughs> I got my boo in California. And like, my job is like, where I make out with dudes all day. And like, <laughs> we're, we're going to like go out for like Marti. Like that was my mind. And I knew the work was going to be there. Mm-hmm. I was happy to do the work. And then um, things on set were not as like, we're BFFs. Yeah. Um, so I had a big reality check there. Um, but I had a wonderful time, two years, incredible, so many opportunities. I met so many people. I learned so much about myself. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't change anything about it. And then when my husband and I got married, seven months later, we had my daughter and I really did not want to have a child on set for 17 hours a day with what essentially would have to be a nanny because I'd be working. Yeah. And so I, I didn't know that I was going to put acting on pause for such a long time, but I knew that I wasn't going to jump right back onto set. Yeah. And then as I went into the, you know, and started to share my motherhood journey, um, I grew a community of women who were very interested in what I was doing from a health and wellness standpoint. And they actually encouraged me to launch made. And I had a community before people were using that word Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. in our business. And they wrapped their hands around me and said, listen, you spend so much time. I was in the DMS all the time when I was breastfeeding (laughs) late at night, when I was like, I was video chatting, Snapchatting with people. And they were like, why don't you just have like your own thing? And I was like, well, what is my own thing? And I spent a year and a half kind of like looking and researching and going down the hole. And then I decided to launch made. I love that. 
and especially as someone who, while you were launching, I was on that journey. Like I'm a part of the community. I remember the the countdown, Instagram posts and emails, everything. So I want to back up just a little bit because I love how you met your husband. Um, you shared you you guys actually shared the the video, the behind the scenes. So will you um will you retell the story a little bit of how sure. you guys met? <laughs> sure. So I was at the daytime Emmys when my uh, manager, my television, uh, you know, my acting manager called me and said, you know, we, we got this call for a music video. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, Brian, we don't do music videos. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I know we don't. We've done, I had done um, one, I had done two, mm-hmm. one for this like international star named Toshi and one I did um, for uh, for Common that Kanye directed. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like a, a friend, like an ask, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, my manager goes, but it's kind of cool because it's like Lil Wayne. And I was like, Brian, I love <laughs> you, my dear. My, my, my love. He's been with me since I'm 15. And I'm like, I love you so much, my white Jewish manager. You mm-hmm. do know who Lil Wayne is. Like, why would I do a Lil Wayne video? And he was like, he put me in my place and was like, yes, of course I do. But you never know, you know. And I was like, mm, I don't know about this. Hung up the phone. And then I remembered for three weeks prior to that day, and I'll never forget, I was sitting outside waiting. And we were in Vegas for the daytime Emmys for the car to pull up. From three weeks before that, I was I had received like a mixed I can't remember how we got music at the time but I have a lot of DJ friends from my clubbing days in New York and I got like an mp3 or a mixtape or whatever mix cd or whatever it was at the time and it had the song that was Wayne's How to Love and I was playing the song over and over I mean I remember I called my girlfriend Putty on the phone and I was like yo you gotta hear this Wayne track it's so different like than anything (laughs) that he's ever done before Like it was this whole thing. And the in the process also, I had I spoke to, I used to talk to this woman in Australia. Her name was Jeannie. And she she doesn't like to say she's a psychic, but she likes to say she's like, what does she call herself? Like not a life coach, but more like a life advisor, but because she speaks to she speaks to other things, mm-hmm, kind of, mm-hmm. you know, one of those person who one of those people who speaks to to the spirits. The universe uh-huh. in other ways, in other ways. And at the same time, she kept telling me, there's this oper- this job opportunity that's going to come to you and it's going to change everything. Wow. But it's nothing like what you're doing now. So mm-hmm. it's nothing like this soap opera. That's what I was on at the time. It's nothing, nothing like that. And it's going to be way out of your comfort zone. You must do it. You must grow. You must put yourself. You must say yes to every everything that has to do with this job and you will figure it out. It's going to change everything. And I was like, okay, I'm ready for when that comes, you know. So I was sitting there. And I call Brian back and I go, oh my God, is it for how to love? Because if it's for how to love, I love this song. And yes, I know that I'm supposed to do it because something about this and, you know, I was putting those two things together. And he was like, I don't know, let's get Everly on. And Everly, I don't know if you know Everly actually from the business. And Everly gets on and she's like, it's for how to love. And I literally have the email where I said, I know I'm supposed to do this job. I don't care because they were like, we don't have the treatment. We don't have the budget, meaning we don't know what they're going to ask you to mm-hmm. do. It is still a Wayne video. Right. And we don't know if they can <laughs> afford you. Yeah. Of course, you know, they're the business. So they're like, we don't know if we, they can afford you. And I'm like, no, no, no. It does not matter. I don't care about the budget. I know I'm supposed to do this job. I know it. I know it. I know it. <laughs> so like, okay, the man, the, 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 excuse me, the director wants to meet you. So 
Um, Anthony and his uh, producing partner, Ciara, have a, uh, they set Soho House as a meeting place. He's meeting with me and two other actresses um, is the information I get going into this meeting. And of course, when you're not going into an office, uh, my manager would send like a photo with um, the details of mm-hmm. who you're meeting so you can recognize the person. I remember like I'm printing out, like I had a little printer in my little apartment, print out my thing. And I was like, oh, he's cute. Um, and in fact, my manager oddly said something too, like, he's good looking dude, Janice, make sure you behave yourself. And I was like, Brian, why would you say, like, he has <laughs> never to this day, like never said anything to me like that ever. So it was like all these little weird yeah. things. Like, and then um, I went to this meeting and uh, I was like talking to some other guy was that so I was trying to kick it to me and I was talking to him. And then my, my husband, Anthony comes over and he goes, hi, I'm sorry, I'm a little late. And I looked over and I was like, really you felt that in the moment immediately I have the emails I left so uh, my whole thing was with all my girls and all my life was like I'm never getting married Mm -hmm. I'm never Mm -hmm. getting married I'm never having kids they all laugh at me now because I was like I am focused on my career Mm -hmm. I am I come from a beautiful hard-working family um most of my family all they all actually and all everyone in my family works a blue collar job works for a city or a system and they're very happy at what they do and they're very happy to have the positions that they have they've all grown in those places mm-hmm. my mom is such a boss she runs shit but no one's ever had the opportunity to do something outside of those type of jobs for my family and so i was really focused on being that person um, and continuing the opportunity to change the dynamic of my family so my focus was very much about work mm-hmm. So my girlfriends knew I was like, I'm never getting married. But I had the emails after I met him to all, to my best girlfriend where I'm like, girl, I just met my future ex-husband because you oh, know no. I'm never going to get married. <laughs> no, it's like a joke. Yeah, like, yeah. I would never really get married. Um, but I knew right away. So we did this video. It was a two-day video. It was very tough. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a lot, there were a lot of fun, funny things happening on set. And I was like, I asked him out. I was like, do you want to go skydiving? Oh my goodness. And he, was, and he was like, no, but how about I take you to dinner? And I was like, well, not as a date. And he was like, okay, cool. Like, so we call that our first non-date date. Mm-hmm. And the video got shelved. Yeah. And anyone who knows my husband's music, video music career knows that he is, has been super successful and mm-hmm. has set up a lot of stars um, and has you know worked with a lot of um, influential people and have also been a big hand in making their look and their persona in the music industry. And it has happened to him only one other time. And I remember when he called me, he said, they don't want to use the video. They want to do something else. And I'm not even going to get into if you see the two versions because they're not comparable at all. Yeah, our, our video was way much better, but that's, you know, like that's a whole nother story. But I was thinking, what do you mean? But this was supposed to change my life. This was, I was playing a stripper mm-hmm. in our, in my interview with him. He was like, so, you know, it's going to be on television. So I can't show too much, but I've got to, you've got to be completely free. And when I say like, you know, remove that, you're going to be covered and I'm not going to show it on camera, but you got to be, and I'm, such like uh, before kids now I'm, I'm like whatever you know once you <laughs> breastfeed you're like boobs out no one cares but like at that time I was like such a prude still like it's still change in the dressing room yeah. and stuff 
And I was just going, okay, okay, because this is going to change my life. This is going to change my life. Oh, wow. um, and I thought it was going to change my career yeah. because it was a very raw piece and it was very, um, you know, I had to be super vulnerable. And um, so no one saw it, but I got a husband and two kids out of it. You, t- you so did. And it definitely, absolutely changed my <laughs> life. Yes, you absolutely did. And you, so I guess he did some sort of, IG live thing a while back mm-hmm. where he showed yep. clips of the video. So yeah. I watched that. It was just fun to see that like moment for you guys. But what a first of all, I love the story, but I also love that you asked him out. Oh yes, girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's who I am. Oh man. Yeah, I mean, I am yeah. of the belief that like we have to do that more. And so I, I always highlight that when I hear it. Absolutely. You know, you have to go out for what you what you want or what you think you want or, you know, whether no matter what it is, whether it's a career or, you know, a relationship or the same the same as we were kind of like, you know, dating for two months. He did a wonderful job at courting me. But at some point I turned around and I was like, well, you know, other people are trying to, you know, make the move. So what are what are you doing here? Like and he and he I'll never forget. He was like, well, doesn't it feel like we're boyfriend and girlfriend? And I was like, what do you mean? Doesn't it feel? And he's like, well, do you, what do you want me to ask you? Like we're like in grade school. I'm like, well, I think that that is the way you determine if you are. He's like, but we see, we see each other every other day. And I was like, well, who, you don't know who I'm seeing on the other day (laughs) and the day in between. (laughs) So So ultimately he asked or he was like, all right, we go together. No, no. he said, no, he was like, will you be my girlfriend? And I was like, Okay, yes. And that's what we call um, our boy. That's our boyfriend, girlfriend anniversary. I love. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so so going back to career, right? And, you know, especially in retrospect, once you become a mom and, and how you already described everything changing for you and how organically that happened, you know, you can see where things impact other things. But I want to just go back a little bit to modeling at, you know, as early as what, like 12, 13, I know you mentioned. Yeah. So like, Mm -hmm. what was it like growing up in this like hypercritical industry? And as you mentioned, your family, like no one's done this before. So how did that impact you, your confidence, your, your growth? So I think that there were a lot of things that I didn't know until I started modeling, um, that surrounded race and identity. Mm. Uh, I come from a very mixed family. So for me, there was never a question about anything related to race in my household. We all look different, but we're all the same. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I ha- I grew up in a very mixed neighborhood with, fr- with all type of friends. And um, I would say that I never, I never experienced um, or witnessed anything terrible in that arena. And then when I got to the modeling world, um, I started to understand the notion of like white and black and that the people in between were kind of lost, mm, <laughs> lost. Right. It's like it's terrible, but in mar- and the understanding of marketing, they were like, well, she's beautiful, but like, what is she? And I didn't get that question at 12 years old. What do you mean? What am I? Um, and actually the, the key to me being successful um, later on, years later, was defining and redefining and pivoting who I was each time as the business started to evolve. So I think that that was the first like 
way, that was the first thing that kind of opened my eyes where I understood that people wanted to put people in boxes yeah, and that um, I didn't fit a box at that time. And I needed to figure out how I turned that into an asset instead of a detriment. And eventually I did. Yeah. Um, I think that what also was a big thing in different, in different ways than I saw later in life. But at the time, you know, I was, and I'm, I'm, I am five, six. And at the traditional modeling back then, you, if you were going to be like a big girl in the business, you were at minimum five, nine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now we see so many different opportunities thanks to social media and people creating their own brands and making, you know, branding their their face and their identity and being able to move that into contracts and in the beauty industry, but and in the, the modeling industry. But then it was very, very specific. And so there was this non-inclusive way at looking at people of different sizes and shapes and heights. And and that was, yeah. awake, you know, the big like eye opening thing to me. What I would say was most impactful in a positive way is that all those things taught me that no is no right now. Mm-hmm. And no is motivation to learn or switch it up or reinvent yourself or pivot. And so it really made my skin thick and it really prepared me to be an entrepreneur because I knew that I was going to walk in a room and people were going to have a certain perception of me. And then they were going to try to stick me in a box and either I was going to let that happen or I wasn't going to fit a box or I was going to be like, you thought you were looking for her, but really you were looking for me. Let me tell you why. So there's so many, there's so many things. Um, I would say, thankfully, I didn't have, um, I've witnessed some parts of the business that are really um, hurtful to women and their identity and their acceptance of themselves and their bodies. But thankfully I didn't succumb to any of that. Yeah. And I think that that is really tied to having my family is mostly, or used to be mostly women and having women who are really um, independent and confident in Mm -hmm. who they were. Mm -hmm. And um, that was super helpful for me. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask because it can go either way, right? Everything that you just described can have a a different person, you know, questioning every, why am I not tall enough? Why don't I fit in a box? How can I uh, bleach my skin or darken my skin or whatever to, to check that box for, for the powers that be. And that didn't affect you in the same way. And so was there ever a conversation, like, did it ever affect you in that way? And you had to have a, you know, one of your family members had to be like, girl, you are the ish. And, you know, who was really the root of that confidence for you? You know, when I first started, my mom was very involved, obviously, because I was 12 and she Mm -hmm. was just very upfront. I I was signed to Ford Models, which, you know, at the time in the 90s was like, yeah, like the biggest like thing ever, like, and she was very clear with them. Like my girl's going to eat. We're not going to have those issues. You're not going to come talking that stuff to her. Mm-hmm. And I just always kind of remember that. I definitely didn't have, I didn't have big moments of self doubt with my work because at some point I figured out that, Hey, there is like this system. You're never going to do a Gucci campaign because you're not five nine and there's a system here. Mm-hmm. You're five nine, you do the you do the castings. If they cast you for the runway, they then you do the runway for free. And that is your opportunity to be casted for a campaign. That's kind of how things work. Got it. But I am not going to do a runway. So where can I work? I had amazing commercial clients 
like Target and the JCPenney's of the world that kept my lights on all the time. Mm-hmm. And then I really figured out that I would excel in the beauty market because height didn't matter. And as yep. long as I took care of my skin and I was healthy and I knew how to move in front of the camera and I was willing to sometimes dye my hair or strain and do all those things that I could really be successful in a niche market. And it's kind of what we talk about now in our business about like niching down. And at the time there was, I didn't know that that was the term and I didn't know that that was what it was, but I figured out this is my lane. Mm -hmm. So instead of trying to be this other person and focus, I had another girlfriend who was in the business and she was always trying to figure out how to do that. And I'm like, that's not going to happen because there's a system in place there. That's the way they do it, you know? And maybe there's going to be a breakout chick like Kate Moss who breaks that system, but she was Caucasian and, you know, this just kind of how things work. And I'm not going to spend so much time trying to be something I'm not Mm -hmm. again, because my family really taught me to be proud of who I, who I am. And I need to really sit and focus on where I can make money, where I can be successful, what is going to embrace me for who I am. And so I just focused on that. And I went out and sought teams and, you know, uh, agencies and uh, bookers is what they used to be called your modeling booker, who really understood that, like, this is what I want to focus on. Don't send me on this wild goose chase, because it's just a waste of my time. Here are the people I want to get in front of. Get me in front of the L'Oreal's, the Bobby Browns, the Max, the Kevin O'Coins. And those are all people I worked with. And I was yeah. so, so very fortunate um, and so very smart. I will give myself that credit <laughs> yes, to figure absolutely. out, like, I need to go where I need to just be who I am instead of trying to change who I am. At the same time, I got really good at saying, you know, what are they casting? And mm-hmm. I would definitely walk into a room and all I would definitely alter certain things like well, they're looking for someone super younger, young looking. So I wouldn't wear makeup because I know when I, I don't wear makeup, I tend to look a little younger. Or if they were looking for someone older, I glammed it up. Did I straighten my hair or did I keep my hair curly? Um, and so I definitely really figured out that here's my lane. Here's what I'm going to stick to. And how do I change things up? So mm-hmm. when I walk in the room, I have a little bit more of an advantage to showing them I'm the person that they want to book. Yeah. And then, of course you know, your, your character, your personality, your graciousness and your work ethic. I always stood on jobs over, you know, over the hours that they booked me. I never was difficult on set. I always said, please. And thank you. I always showed up on time. Yeah. And those are the things that really mattered. I love that. And I love like figuring out your lanes. I I think that that's a lesson for every, you know, for now, for sure. You know, you're talking about (laughs) as a young preteen into teenager in the 90s. But knowing our lane now, I mean, is something that a lot of people probably struggle with. You know, there's influencers and there's entrepreneurs and we're all trying to like be all things to everyone. When Mm -hmm. just like you said, knowing which companies are going to keep your lights on or which types of jobs or which, you know, lanes will keep your lights on. And then knowing when to pivot out of that, knowing when to take a music video because, you know, there's an opportunity to grow and do something different um, and meet your husband. Uh, So (laughs) absolutely. Okay. So you talked a little bit about how, like how made came about, 
right? You were giving advice and, and responding to people and you decided to, to create your own, I want to call, I'm going to say wellness website. Is that accurate? Okay. So yeah, yeah. when you decided to do that, first of all, how did that change? I want to say change your life, but I mean, from the standpoint of there's probably a lot you had to get in place to launch the site and then to continue it. I, I'll even give you like a personal example, um, just because I don't know if you felt this way. Girl, we launched blacklove.com in 2018 and we had to do all of this to launch, right? We had to create video content and series and editorial content to launch in October, 2018. And I remember like we were all up that night trying to make sure it launched right. Nothing was broken. <laughs> da, da, da. And then, the, and then we were like, yes, it happened. You know, four in the morning, we did it. And the next day I was like, oh my God, we have to do this every day. Like we have to, we have to keep this up. And so I, I'm curious, like what, how, what was that process for you? Woo. Okay. So I can't, I like literally get chills hearing you say that because that, I mean, I feel seen and heard because <laughs> unless you're in the business, like people don't know, they really have no idea. Mm -hmm. And I remember that same anxiety. I also launched made it uh, in 2018. And I remember like, you're, you're checking all the links and making sure and mm -hmm. you're like, wait, I think there's a hiccup and this isn't leading the right place. And we're supposed to like press the button. And then like <laughs> I was in the bathroom. I was in the bathroom when I pressed the live button because I was like, I need to be away from everybody. And I took my computer <laughs> into the bathroom and I was like, OK. And also this feeling of like jumping off a cliff. Yeah. Like yeah. doing something, especially, you know, a, a big pivot um, in careers and saying I'm going to put myself out there. And I'm like. Oh my God, cringing. <laughs> okay, lunch. Like you hit the right, button, you're right. like, I'm falling. Is anybody going to catch me? Um, and then you're like, yeah, oh, wait, we got to do this shit every day. Yeah. Like, but, and that's, but by the way, that's where the sauce is. Like the consistencies of the sauce, whether it's every day or three times a week or mm -hmm, how, whatever your mm -hmm. editorial flow is. Um, but then you need the social to back it up. And there's, there's all, all the things, right? All the things. And, all the things. And I remember feeling like, can I do this? Because mm -hmm. I was, my whole life, I was talent. I came in and I definitely did my thing. But there were people who helped me to get there. There were people who helped me get dressed. There were people who helped, picked me up and took me to set. There were people who told me what square to step on for the correct lighting. Like the, it, there was a village and there were producers who set scheduling and timing and budget and gave me the opportunity to come in and create. I am now the only person who's doing all right. I'm creating, I'm budgeting, I'm writing, I'm the boss, I'm, you know, running payroll. As you know, like such a major life change, huge, yeah. huge, because yeah. you're looking around like, is anybody going to help? Oh, wait, wait, that's me. That's me. Now I have people looking at me saying, so what should we do? And I'm like, um, okay, give me one second. I, I forgot. I forgot. It's like when you're like, what's the, what's the meme? Like when you're looking for an adult and you realize you're yeah. the adult or like when you're, look, when you're looking for a mom, like I'm waiting for a mom to cook dinner. And then I realized, shit, I'm mom. Yep. <laughs> Get the cooking. Um, and it was definitely a major, major life change because, you know, you're running, a, it, it is a business, you're mm -hmm. running a team, you're, you're, people are expecting things from you and in all aspects, your community, your team members or employees or, yeah. um, and then don't forget that you, um, ha, you know, I have a family also that's expecting me to 
be at all the plays and mm-hmm. show up at, for the, the conferences and the bake-off. And my husband, who's like, are you coming to my set today to, you know, see, you know, meet my producers or my yeah. clients and the talent and see me work, like all the things. So it definitely was a major life change. And I definitely have had to learn how to schedule, yeah, how to prioritize and how to do the juggle. Mm-hmm. And I also, um, through the years of now doing this, have learned that you can have it all, but you're not going to have every aspect of it at 100 at the same time. You have to know how to like be on for your, you know, your pitch meetings or what when you're shooting your content or when you're writing, you're, when you're on social, like you're there and that's what you're doing. And then I need to like close that book Mm -hmm. and turn to my kids. I need to be on for them. I need to know when I have to be like absolutely super present, not even trying to multitask with them. I need to have that, you know, that time for my husband as well. And most importantly, I need to have that time for myself. Yeah. Um, And that I think, you know, self-care is a big thing that we talk about on my site. And self-care is a big thing that I advocate for, advocate for on social media. And both parenting and launching my own business really taught me the importance. I'm sure like you can relate. Like I can't take care of anything else if I don't take care of myself. I just can't. I definitely relate. I just don't know that I'm fully taking care of myself, um, which is my next question. So as you mentioned, advocating for self-care on made, on social. To what extent does that translate to real life? Meaning like, is that a hard and fast line for you? I make sure I do X, Y, Z, or is it still like, I know th- what I'm saying to others is right, but I'm okay, girl. Cause that's me. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah. Nope. I, I, yesterday he was like, we had just got home. We're in New York right now. And we had just got home from running through the city and shopping and all that stuff. And we're off our schedule a little bit because there's there's the three hour difference. So yeah. for me, I'm still it's nine o'clock at night, and I feel like it's six. Mm-hmm. And so do the kids. And he went out to we ordered out. He went out to pick up dinner, and he came home, and he's like, "Oh, the kids are still running around. <laughs> Put them to bed." And I was like, "You damn right," because I sat down to have some time for with myself, and they're in their room playing, and the kids had already ha- had dinner and yeah. stuff. And I needed some time to decompose from my day because mm-hmm. we were all together and I was with y'all all day. Mm-hmm. So like, yes, the kids will go to sleep 30 minutes later, but this is when I found a window to take my time because mm-hmm. you were out yeah, and they were quiet. And so I am that person mm-hmm. and my partner has learned to respect that, even though sometimes he'll be like, what? And I'm like, yep. And I've learned, you know, my advice is always to schedule it in. If you have, if you have a hard time remembering yourself or to take that time for yourself, you need to schedule that time, just like you schedule that meeting, just like you write down, uh, your kid has that ballet uh, recital uh, on Saturday, June 6th at two o'clock, or we have that dinner with my husband's partner and et cetera. And all of those things, we put them in our calendar. Mm-hmm. And so if you can't figure out on your own when to um, turn everything off so you can find your own time, and I do know it's hard because it has taken me mm-hmm. all these years to figure out how to do it without putting it in my schedule, then you need to just 
put it in your schedule and yeah. say, and, and it, my times, sometimes um, they have to go in the family calendar. You know, sometimes I can figure out when I'm going to take it on my own and find it during the day. But when I see that things are getting chaotic, mm-hmm. I put them in the calendar. And I also look at self-care um, as anything that I'm doing to feel better about myself or to replenish my energy. And that, and it looks different every day. I'm a big also advocate for everyone's version of self-care is going to look different Mm -hmm. and it doesn't need to be the same every day. So for me, it might be a 30 minute bath that day, or for me, it might be sitting down and reading a book or listening to a podcast. It might be a yoga class. It might be waking up early. Everyone laughs at me. I get my manicures at 6am. My girl comes to my house every two weeks. Girl, who is laughing? I'm not. She, she's like, because they're like, you get a manicure at six. Months. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because it, it, it is a time for me where the house is quiet. I, I am very, very lucky that I have the opportunity to have somebody who comes to my house and, and, and does it. But even when I didn't, that, that was in the calendar. I was like, uh, you see that Saturday at one o'clock, you know, yeah. when it used to be that time is my day, you know, I'm getting my nails done. Right. So I don't know, you know, to my husband, I don't know what you're talking about. You and the kids go do that. I'm going to go do this. So I think that it's important to schedule the time in just Mm -hmm. like you would schedule the time in with anybody else. You Mm -hmm. have to prioritize yourself. Okay, girl, I'll take the, I'll take the note. I'm going to be following up on your butt to find out. It's very necessary. Schedule. You need to do it. You need to find, figure it out. And like I said, it is anything. Mm-hmm. It is t- a 10 minute meditation. Start small mm-hmm. or small increments throughout the day. And I think that also talking to your partner is super important and saying, hey, I need to make more time for myself. Where does it work for you? Where, what days, what nights can you come in and do dinner or yeah. what nights can you take the kids? But not that so you can go do that meeting or write that post or edit that blog or edit that podcast so that you can take a bath and have a glass of wine or a juice or whatever your thing is. Uh, juice. No, no, it's wine. <laughs> you and, never know. You never offend people. But and like, my, and my you know, kids sometimes know. Sometimes it's the wine, sometimes it's juice. Yeah. yeah, no, the kids know. The kids know. They mama literally. Juice. They know what mama juice is. They love to like put on something and like be that. So whether it's a Lion King sweater and they're like, I'm Lion King or whether it's my hat and they're like, I'm mommy. The other day, my, my one of my twins was like, I'm mommy. I need coffee. No, I need wine and he's three and I was like well they know oh yeah oh no so (laughs) during the pandemic like when it was like like we were quarantined excuse me during we're still in a pandemic but during the quarantine life you would hear pop the champagne bottle pop and the kids would go mama juice (laughs) yes they know okay they very, they very well know. Oh man. Okay, I don't have a lot of time with you because I know your kids are going to pop up. My kids are probably looking for me. So a couple of questions for you again yes. to get beyond the persona. Although I do feel like we've had an amazing conversation. I've learned from a couple of questions. So, who would you consider your spirit animal? Gosh. If you could liken yourself to someone. Cardi B. Ooh. <laughs> and and why? Why? Um, because she she says what it is, and yeah. it is what she says, mm-hmm. and that's who I am. And while it might come out differently, 
A, I respect that. Mm-hmm. B, I love that she's Dominican. I'm part Dominican. She has defied all the all the lines. People mm-hmm. said no. She was like, okay, cool. Watch this. Mm-hmm. And she's 1,000% authentically herself, mm-hmm. whether you like it or not. Um, and that's who I, and that's who I am. And people who know me in real life know that that's who I am. And I don't sugarcoat it. Even my husband sometimes is like, could you have said that differently? I'm like, I'm sorry. It's just <laughs> yeah. what it is. It is yeah. what it is, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Okay. Love. And you're raised in Brooklyn, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's part of it. You know what I'm saying? My best friend's from Brooklyn. You know, y'all keep it real. Real. 100 all the time. <laughs> So what is one thing you wish you spent more time doing five years ago? What did I wish I spent more time doing? Probably learning about cryptocurrency. <laughs> Girl, I know nothing. Tommy is Tommy's I'm like, what, what is, what's an NFT? Somebody please explain this to me. I'm like, what digital real estate? Like I'm trying to figure all that out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, trying to create new uh, generation wealth for my, for my kids, but uh, that is seriously one thing. And then five years ago, I think I was, you know, in my first year of being a mom and I wish I knew how to ask for help. Mm-hmm. I would say that that's probably my biggest challenge in life. In fact, I'll never forget in my 20s and my ex, you know, one of those bigger exes in your life, you mm-hmm. know, one of those pivotal relationships in your life. One of the last things he said to me was, you need to learn to ask for help. And I've carried that with me forever. And it's still who I am to this day. You know, my husband will be like, I got it, D. I could do it. You don't have to do it. I'm like, I got it. Because my mom was a single mom. Mm-hmm. And because my mom was like, you go out there, you do your thing, you fight for your independence, you work for your independence, and you don't need nobody, and you got yourself. Mm-hmm. And and that's a very beautiful thing that she instilled in me, and that is like the hustler in me. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody needs help. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no, there's no weakness in having help. There's no weakness in having a support system. And I'm still learning that, you know, I, when I say all the things, cause I'm always like trying to only be with my kids and trying to always be the one who's working on things. And my husband's like, don't you have someone who can do that? I'm like, I do. But like, it's like, by the time I tell her to do it, let me just do it myself. hundred percent. Yeah. You know, but then it gets hard, you mm-hmm. know, so learning, you know, help learning to delegate, those are all definitely um, challenges that I still face, but I've gotten a lot better. But I wish I had started uh, five years ago. Yeah, got it. Okay. And and seriously, crypto. Start, start <laughs> um, okay, so what failure or disappointment have you learned the most from? Oof, what failure or disappointment? Um, you know... I would say that I had a lot of disappointing moments with not a lot, but a couple of really big disappointments in acting where I was like, like one of the me and her Mm -hmm. almost getting the role. And we kept on and kept on, you kept on auditioning. And then it was like, damn, it went to her. And those were like big, like, you know, big movies that would have changed my career. But I think what I learned from that now is God has, or the universe, whichever you believe in, but God has this destiny for you. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. you have to believe in that no is a yes to something else. Mm -hmm. And you have to trust in the fact that like, there's something else that you can't see, but not to lose faith and not to keep trying. And that when you fall down to just 
you know, learn from it. And you're allowed to lick your wounds. You're allowed to have that moment. That's important too. That's part of healing too. Not to just be like, oh, I don't mean nothing to really like sit in it um, and try and figure out the lesson and then get back up and mm-hmm. go and move on. Mm-hmm. So I would say that probably from any disappointment in, you know, in my life that that's, that's the biggest lesson, excuse me, from career wise. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my dad wasn't around when I was little and um that obviously can be very disappointing and maybe you have to do the work to figure that out because that's one of those things where you could be like, ah, I'm fine. Yep. Um, and so in doing the work, I really um, have used that as uh, my fire to be super present with my kids and to do the best job that I can every day as a mom. It doesn't mean that everything's perfect by all means. I scream, I lose my case, I forget things. I think, you know, doesn't mean I'm perfect, but it means that I show up for my kids all the time and I'm there for, for them at 1000% as best as I can be in that in that moment of, of that day. And that really has to do with, you know, the disappointment of not having another parent in my life. Mm-hmm. And that has also really... Um, that has also also been the reason why I ask so much of my partner and, and demand. And I use that word with much respect to my husband, but demand that he is a 50, 50% partner when it comes to the kids, because I know that that type of disappointment you carry on with yourself in everything that you do in life. And whether you realize it or not, it has an effect on your relationships and the way you look at um, other people Mm -hmm. um, and you look at yourself. So um, I would say that's probably another way. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and, and so you have excelled in modeling, in acting, though I know there were things, like you mentioned, there are things that didn't go the way you wanted them to go. And now in running your own wellness website made, what do you want to conquer next? <laughs> Secrets, even if it's, you know, anything you can share. Uh, just about from the standpoint of, you know, you challenging yourself and fulfilling things that matter to yes, you. Yes, yes, absolutely. Next is, is next is development. Um, you know, something you might be able to pick up on a shop or okay. online. Okay. Okay. I'm here for it. I am here for it. Okay. Okay. Great. I love. All right. Well, All right, Denise, I want to thank you so much for joining me today. This has been a long time coming for me, um, really wanting to have you on this podcast. And so I'm excited to call you my new BFF. (laughs) Cody, thank you so much for having me. I could talk to you for hours. I have a lot of other questions that probably don't need to be public yet. Um, but I have a lot. Oh, well, you can hit me with personal questions too, <laughs> okay. but you know, we, we might have to do a part two. We got all, I think so long and, uh, and a lot of different places, but I just, it feels so comfortable with you. And, um, this was so, so wonderful to have this morning with you. Thank you so much. Of course. So listen, y'all follow Denise at Denise Fossey on Instagram. And of course, what is the Instagram for made? Made, just at M-A-E-D. M-A-E-D, which is a combination of your daughter's middle name, May, and D, your nickname. Mm-hmm. And also, and is is it made.com? Made.co. Boom. M-A-E-D dot C-O. So y'all go over to made.co and, of course, Instagram, made, M-A-E-D. And... 
enjoy. Show her all the love. If there's anyone that you guys think should be my next new BFF, please let me know at, at Cody Co on Instagram and tell a friend about the podcast so they can find their next new BFF. See y'all next time.